With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. This segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by our friends at Coogler Vision, Nate Klaus. Tell them about your experience at Coogler Vision. Well, there, there's a reason why I love it over at Coogler Vision so much, and and that's a, partly just because of the customer service that I've received over there. A lot of, lot of uh, doctor's offices are kind of cold and stale, uh, but that's not the case at Coogler Vision. Uh, I've always been greeted and o- with open arms, very friendly. They always, they've got a great great selection of cookies over there. I was going to say, we, we got cookies when I went in yeah. there. So, I mean, that that is awesome. But um, I have I just had my three-month checkup not too long ago, and everybody knew my name, um, and, and it, it just you feel – uh, cared for there, and over 600 people agree. They've they've got over 600, um, you know, endorsements um, in in uh, on online Google reviews, if you will. And they were just named for the third year in a row, uh, Omaha's number one LASIK um, eye care procedure uh, center. So uh, I, I encourage you to check out LASIKOmaha.com and, and see how Coogler Vision can help you in 2020. All right, we're back here on the Husker Online Show, Nate, and we didn't get to talk about this last week about Xavier Betts because it happened so late after we taped the show. Uh, but he ends up signing Thursday afternoon. One thing, I, I was trying to connect the dots on why it played out that way. And, you know, we don't know the answer to this because when we're taping this show, we still don't know if Maurice Washington's on the team. But I think most of us assume Maurice Washington's done at Nebraska. Yeah. Scott Frost met with him Thursday. That was the meeting that he talked about on signing day. And then all of a sudden they were at 88 with Washington. 88 is the most scholarships you can be over on the Big Ten rules when you submit your letters of intent in. Well, they parted ways with Washington. They were back down to 87. All of a sudden Frost calls Xavier Betts and says, you can sign now. Um, I mean, were you surprised that – they because you know we were we were thinking this may not happen till May or June that that bets not may not sign to Nebraska. Yeah, I was I was surprised, um, and and it's not because of the eighty eight or anything like that. The you know it all is about the academics to me because and like we've talked about before, you know as soon as you sign your your name is essentially you're taking up one of those spots uh, for that twenty five at least uh, for for a full cycle and so. Um, I think it must have been a combination of a. Do you really want your your top player in the state, who is also, by the way, a top 100 overall prospect in the country and one of the top receivers in the country, to kind of be out there as a free agent, more or less, um, here for the next what six weeks or or however many however long it is to the February signing date, um, and also. You know what? What's his academic situation like? So, so maybe maybe they certainly probably didn't want him being a um, a free agent, and then um, maybe they got some good news with how the first semester ended up, and and things are looking better academically, and that he's on track to to qualify. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different factors in play here, but uh, most certainly 
it points towards them feeling confident that he's going to be on campus and and being able to to go through everything here next fall. Well, yeah, the semester ended in Omaha and Nebraska high schools on Friday, so they had a probably good read on credits. I know the ACT score though is really what they're worried about yeah. the most. Yep. Um, but yeah, you think about this scenario, Nate. Let's say Alabama or Oklahoma or Clemson have a flurry of guys declare for the draft in January, and all of a sudden they have a wide receiver spot that needs filled. Or, or multiple wide receiver or mul- spots. What's to stop Saban or Kirby Smart or any of these guys to barge into Omaha and demand, not demand, but pr- pretty much demand in-home visits with bets? You don't tell – when those guys want to in-home you, you don't tell them no. Yeah, I mean, and I don't care who it is. It could be Alabama, Georgia, LSU. I mean – but, I mean, pretty much anybody who's coming off of the college football playoff here in a couple of weeks. They have a flurry of guys go this, pro. Yeah, they're going to have a bunch of guys that declare for the draft, and they're going to have open spots. And, and um, you know, I, yeah, I, if they come to your school, whether you're the, the prospect or the high school coach, whatever, you're going to listen to them. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that had to have played into the, the fact that why Nebraska wanted him to, to go ahead and sign and essentially – uh, be off the market there for for anybody, uh, but uh, uh, I also do think that that Xavier was able to close the the first semester out strong. I, I know that I've been told that that he was on track to have a really good semester there, but uh, like you said, I, I think that if he's able to to increase his uh, ACT score at least by a notch or two, uh, that really then gives him some more breathing room heading into the second semester. And, and obviously, you know, if he needs, if he needs a summer to clean anything up or whatever too. So now Nebraska at Nate has two spots left. Um, if you count Washington, they're at 89 scholarships. If you count Isaac Gifford, who goes on in August, they're at 90. So they will have a chance to be, you know, today, 92 players on scholarship. We know that's not going to happen because it can't happen. Um, there's going to be attrition that happens, whether it's players graduating, like Pernell Jefferson graduated in December. I don't think anyone thinks Pernell Jefferson's coming back for a fifth year at Nebraska. And you're going to see, I think, some of those types of things play out from now until May or June. Uh, but, A, do you believe Nebraska is for sure going to sign at least one guy in February? Or do you think they'll hold both spots for the portal? I mean, how do you think they play out these final two? I don't know. I I lean more towards Nebraska signing at least one guy in February. Um, I just it, the the portal to me is is so hit or miss. Um, but at the same time, you know what the portal looks like now is not definitely not what it's going to look like three or four months from now after spring football is played out and and after the second semester of the academic calendar year is is over with. Um, there's going to be a lot more names in the portal. So I think you for sure save at least one spot for the portal. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go ahead if there's a guy out there that they know they like. I, I think you you go you go for him and you you go and try and sign him and. Um, and to me, when I look at the, the recruiting class, defensive line is still an area of need that I think Nebraska would like to address. And, and certainly defensive end is, is among those. They were able to close with uh, Phil Darius Payne, who's a JUCO D end. Uh, but I do think they'd like to get a, a high school D end in that mix, too. And uh, Tanoa Togi is is probably, you know, I think right at top of the board there. Uh, I know Nusi Milani out of California is another D end that's visited Nebraska. Uh, but I, I think Tanoa is the guy that they'll probably go after. But 
Um, I do also think there could be a couple names that pop up. You know, now that the dust is finally starting to settle from the signing day, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if if some conversations are had during you know over the over the dead period, or some coaches are talking with Nebraska's coaches, or whatever, and and all of a sudden there's a name or two uh, that maybe weren't initially on Nebraska's radar that all of a sudden are here. Once uh, I think January 16th or 17th is when the dead period ends. Well, Nate, we, and we know this January is going to be a lot about 2021 this yep. year. Maybe more advanced recruiting will go on in January this year, perhaps ever than before. And a lot of it is 500 mile radius. Uh, I got a couple questions for you on that. Number one, is this as good of an early 500 mile radius group as you, as you have seen when you look at Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, et cetera, Kansas, Missouri, um, of guys, Colorado, that Nebraska's in on already? And two, give me the two to three names taking Teddy Prochaska out of it because we already know he's one of them but give me about two names that you kind of want to build this class around for 21. Yeah for sure uh, I mean the the talent and the depth in the 500 mile radius for 2021 is is as good as I've seen in a long long time um, I mean you could make a case right now with how things stand and with the, the players that Nebraska's offered that you know they could very well have half of their 2021 class be comprised of of these 500 mile radius types of guys and so uh so yeah it's it's really really impressive um now two or three names outside of Prohaska who's already committed to Nebraska uh I think Thomas Fedoni out of uh Lewis Central and Council Bluffs is has got to be one of those names that that is uh kind of a must get if you will in this class he's big 6'4 6'5 215 220 pound tight end that has just blown up. Uh, and I think Nebraska was like his third offer uh, behind Iowa State and Iowa in you know the end of October, and now the, he's got like 15 offers from pretty much every Power Five conference in the country. Uh, and then of course TJ Bowlers, um, you know, out of Clear Creek, Iowa. Uh, I, I think that I think that those two guys, you know, and Bowlers is a Rivals 100, Rivals 250 outside linebacker, and that's still a position of need. As he is a pass rusher, uh, somebody that could get after the quarterback, pretty dynamic athlete, and uh, so those two Iowa prospects right there, I think, are are right up at the top of the board. And when you go back and you look at how Nebraska kind of handled things, um, you know, at this time last year, you you heard about them every week that they could. They were stopping by Turner Corcoran's high school, making you know making their presence felt there. They were stopping by Logan Smothers High School, making their presence felt there. Nash Hutmacher's high school, Blaze Gunnerson's high. School, they were going all in once a week. They can go once a week, even for even for twenty ones. Yes, because so, they they can discount it as an evaluation stop. It's not. It's different than the spring. Yeah, because the spring can go once or twice. The, the spring you get two. You get a you get a quote unquote academic evaluation, and then you get a, an athletic evaluation. So silly how they term it. Like, yeah, because I mean, come on. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah. So technically, you know, one of your one of your visits in the spring could be to go meet with his counselor or whatever to gather but a bump, transcripts. a bump could still happen yeah and then and, <laughs> and they then, happen yeah and they happen um <laughs> and then the other the other time would be to you know watch him at track practice or watch him lift weights in the morning or whatever you know or or if they have spring football at whatever school that this kid's at 
they can watch that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, last year you were you were hearing about the coaches every time that they possibly could. They were making their presence felt at all these top guys' schools, and and I think Thomas Fedoni and and, and T.J. Bowlers um, and a handful of other 500 mile radius guys. I mean, we're going to hear the same thing here once uh, once the contact period fires back up in January. Well, it should be exciting, Nate. I uh, hope you have a safe, happy holiday. I know you're doing some traveling out west, so yep. uh, safe travels to you and your family, and and Merry Christmas to Stacy and your girls. Yeah. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too. All right. Well, that wraps it up. And and happy holidays here from everyone here from the Husker Online staff. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 